Brown, Global Health Editor on ADC. I was lucky enough to write this month's Atoms and uh, I was I felt I was spoiled for choice. What I've done essentially is uh, choose some papers which I uh, unapologetically reflect my, my global health bias, but also others that, uh, that challenge some accepted norms, which I would think is very healthy. So the six papers I selected um, deserve a little bit more attention, and um, I want to run through these in, in no particular order. The first paper, which is from a global point of view perhaps the most important, is a review of viral hemorrhagic fevers. This is a commissioned paper by Jethro Herberg and colleagues from Imperial, partly focused on last year's Ebola virus epidemic, unsurprisingly, and but also reviewing the other members of the viral hemorrhagic fever families. Ebola's phylovirus, the others include Flavy, Bunya and Arena viruses, and their spectrum of pathological severity is very broad. If there are any lessons at all from last year's Ebola outbreak, there, there were two to my mind. The first was that the, the global infrastructure was completely unequipped for outbreaks like this either in terms of prevention or treatment. And the second, of course, is um, re remembering the, in the case reports in the States and the UK, is that any complacency in high-income countries about being immune to VHFs is irrational, particularly in the area of uh, dense intercontinental travel. It's, a, it's an excellent read, and I highly recommend this piece. On a completely different note, uh, I chose a paper looking at cytomegalovirus and hearing loss in the, in the neonatal period. I remember when the use of antivirals was very controversial in the era when gancyclovir had first been developed. Um, it was at that stage felt to be too susceptible to side effects for it to be used in anything other than severe systemic disease. Well, interestingly, formulations and uh, routes of uh, administration have changed, and it's now become essentially standard treatment in neonates with uh, CMV-related hearing loss. There are oral preparations available, and, and, and the treatment course is not too toxic. What's interesting in the observational study from Israel is that it shows, it corroborates the previous evidence and shows the degree of reversibility at the milder end of the spectrum, which is reassuring as most babies are likely to be at that end. Um, it's interesting that this is published in parallel with the trials that are currently being undertaken in the UK and elsewhere, um, and it, it really adds to the evidence. Again, on another completely different note is a paper on thromboembolic disease. Not a problem that paediatricians are particularly familiar with and I have to admit I don't think very adept at coping with um, as a result of little exposure. Our adult colleagues of course are much better at managing this as they see much more. Um, so this paper is perhaps a little bit of a wake-up call. So the, the data set uh, and paper by Biss and colleagues is from a number of UK tertiary centres, where they, which is perhaps the biggest series we're likely to see for some time anyway. And it's it's a collection of cases from the, the major UK centres, so numerated data likely to be nearly complete. Um, and it points to those children unsurprisingly, uh, and, and, the, and the higher risk factors. So those who are relatively immobile, such as children with cerebral palsy, those post-surgery, those with malignancy, and also a small number of those with venous malformations and 
previously unidentified prothrombotic tendencies. It's a thought-provoking paper, and um, as, I, as I wrote Atoms, I wondered whether uh, thrombotic tendency screening should be part of the admission procedure for any child over 10 or perhaps teenage. There's no right or wrong answer here, but this paper may, might stimulate some thought on that. Going back to a more global theme, um, I chose a paper on neonatal resuscitation and particularly their Helping Babies Breathe program. This has been around for a year and is endorsed by the American Pediatric Association and has been tested in a number of situations, but not until now at least in the Sudan. Uh, anyone who's worked there will realize how remote um, and environmentally difficult that setting can be. And this paper, in, similar to other papers on the subject, showed very encouraging Im improvements in HBB, helping babies breathe training amongst village midwives. These ladies are largely uh, illiterate, but were able to take on board the training package extremely well, and their resuscitation improved not only after the, the training, but also several months down the line. So an impressive study and raises the question as to whether this should simply be disseminated to to all resource limited settings in lower middle income countries. It seems to work. Ending off with two more UK based papers, one on inflammatory bowel disease. This is a, a commissioned piece on and an overview of two papers, one on Crohn's and one on ulcerative colitis, looking at the evidence and, and essentials of management. And though most general pediatricians see a reasonable amount of IBD and some will uh, feel they are reasonably familiar with diagnosing and managing it, I think this is a use, useful refresher piece as there are a number of subtleties that uh, that can be missed both in at both ends of the process. When we've all been uh, involved in cases where diagnosis was delayed or um, or treatment complicated, and I think you'll find these two pieces very useful revision. And finally, I wanted to end on a positive. So I, I um, want to flag up a paper on lymphoblastic, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, for those of you who followed the, the history of, um, of ALL, you'll be aware that for a long time, oncologists were reluctant to um, be reassured by the presence of minimal residual disease in early bone marrows. And in the past, children were subject to very long courses of very toxic chemotherapy, such as longer anthracycline courses. Um, and over the last few years, largely as a result of the UCAL trials, the tide has changed. This paper corroborates what the oncology community is already moving towards in that those with MRD, mineral residual disease, one month after starting chemotherapy are genuinely a, a better responding, better prognostic group. And this paper corroborates what has this, this, this feeling and shows uh, far better outcomes in this group of, of children. So, for example, in the MRD group, 91% had an event-free survival to 10 years with a 97% survival. So this raises the proposition of saving these children and their families unnecessary stress and potential complications as a result of treatment. I hope you agree that my selection of papers is interesting. Of course, I hope you read the rest of the journal too. Thanks for listening. <laughs>